March 8th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, it's so hard to not say the N-word constantly. Plus, when God won't stop squeezing your pee-pee. And why are billions of insects going gay? Obviously because they had a taste of this here hot boy pussy. All coming up today. The vagina is full of eggs. I know what abortion smells like. Did you know abortion even had a smell? I just want to say, how dare you? And I love the aftertaste of semen in my mouth. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. All right, I'm back here with you, kicking off a new week of programs. This right here is Distorted View Daily. Thank you so much for joining me. Got a good one today. Uh, real quick, I want to take a few minutes and talk about Thousand Pound Sisters. We have featured the sisters before on the podcast, this is before they got their own television show on TLC. And since then, we've talked about them a few times. I think maybe one other time this season. We're into season two of Thousand Pound Sisters, and it's a good one. A lot has been happening. Amy, the thinner of the two sisters, clocking in at like 400 pounds or something, uh, she has given birth to a baby boy. Yes, Amy's husband has finally found her vaginal hole and was able to inseminate her. So she is losing weight. It just took a little bit of spelunking on her hubby's part to, you know, find her peach. Meanwhile, Tammy is just practically, well, practically, she's immobile. She doesn't do anything. Now, one of the problems I have with the show is reading the comments the idiots that watch Thousand Pound Sisters tend to take sides. Like, are you Team Tammy or Team Amy? Most of the people are Team Amy. And that's because, you know, Team Amy goes out and does things. She had the weight loss surgery. She's looking for a new house to live with her family. She's having babies. You know, it kind of seems like Amy has got her shit together or is getting her shit together. Yet, you know, I would say Amy's almost a bigger fucking mess because she so wanted to have a, a, a child. She went against the doctor's orders. The doctor said, look, you are in no shape to have a baby. You just had the weight loss surgery. You're still super fat. You get pregnant now. You're putting your life and the baby's life at risk. What does she do? She goes and gets pregnant and then has all sorts of complications. There was two or three times she was convinced she was going to have a miscarriage or something. Then come to find out she just ate too much Chinese food. She actually went to the emergency room because her tummy was hurting and she figured something was wrong with the baby. Come to find out, the bitch ate too much Chinese for breakfast. So don't tell me she's doing a lot better than Tammy. This is not the behavior of someone who has their eating under control. Eating great quantities of Chinese food instead of a piece of avocado toast. Okay, so that's Amy. Tammy, on the other hand... She she can't even get the weight loss surgery. They tried this in season one. They're like, look, you weigh like 900 pounds. You take a big enough stress shit, you could probably lose 50 or 60 pounds. Just the act of pushing. You can work up a sweat and lose weight. It's one of, it's one of the few things about being super obese that is uh, great. If you weigh 900 pounds, all you got to do really is walk to the mailbox outside And you're burning a significant amount of calories. I mean, Tammy probably eats 20,000 calories a day. If she can simply trim off two or 3,000 calories, she'd be in good shape. Now, the first season of 1,000 Pound Sisters, both Tammy and Amy were supposed to get the uh, bariatric surgery. 
like I mentioned, only Amy got it because Tammy couldn't lose the weight. Before they will uh, allow the surgery to happen, they got to know that you're in this, right? You're for, you're for cereal. So they set a very reasonable goal. Tammy wasn't able to do it or unwilling to. Now this season, they're trying again. And the goal is even less. It's like, Tammy, all you need to do is lose 25 pounds. You lose 25 pounds, you can get the surgery. If you put any effort whatsoever into your weight loss, you will lose at least 25 pounds. And that brings us to the clip I wanted to share with you today. So last time I saw Tammy, she weighed in at 644 pounds. This is Tammy's doctor. I gave her a weight loss goal of 25 pounds. I love the dramatic music. She literally just stepped on a scale. Dun, 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 dun. Taking a little while for the scale to calculate what the hell's going on. Now, I'm not good with math, but uh, 665 pounds is more than 644 pounds. Did I mention they hired a personal trainer at some point to come in and, and help Tammy lose weight? That guy should be fired. I'm sorry, he should be put before a firing squad. The doctor just looks so disappointed. How, how is this possible? Do you, like, sleep with your mouth open and livestock just, like, wander in at night and you just start digesting them or something? So we are... 21 pounds higher than what we were last time, correct? Yeah. It's like, come on, girl. Are you even really trying? Okay, this guy drives me up the wall. This is her brother who also needs weight loss. The whole family's fucking fat, right? His name is Chris, and uh, he managed to reach his goal. He's not as fat as uh, Tammy or Amy. My issue with him, though, is his fucking voice. Come on, girl. It doesn't even seem like you're trying funny amy has the oxygen tank she's got the tubes going in her nose i think your brother might need a puff on that you think that would be the kick in the ass for tammy the fact that she needs supplemental oxygen she's so big her body can't produce enough oxygen for her whole body you really trying because if you were i could understand a pound or two yeah could you I can understand that. But every time she steps on the scale, she has 20 pounds. Yeah. 20 pounds. He was supposed to help her lose weight. He was really just focused on himself, though. So the doctor asks her, like, oh, what the hell happened? You know, and then, then Tammy's like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel very good. And so I just eat and then I get more depressed. You know how she talks like a baby. It's not just the issue of teaching Tammy what to eat and what not to eat. But I think we're dealing with a much bigger problem, such as a food addiction. Oh, you think? You think Tammy might have a food addiction? Based on what exactly, Doc? I mean, aside from the fact she weighs almost 700 pounds, where did this guy get his medical license? I think maybe what we're dealing with here is a woman who's addicted to eating, possibly? Up until this point, we couldn't figure out why she was gaining all the weight. My hunch is food has something to do with this. Got fucking great. We didn't have any idea that weight gain and food had anything to do with one another. Now Tammy has the tools to lose weight. 
She's not. She's not going to lose weight. Whole family is a mess. So that's what's been happening on Thousand Pound Sisters. I think I'm more upset with the doctor than than the sisters. Doctor really comes off as an idiot. The fact that he was even suspecting that maybe, possibly, Tammy was going to lose a few pounds kind of proves he's not grounded in reality. Yikes. Uh, Speaking of people who desperately need medical help, I have got a Bob Hickman update for you. It's okay if you don't recognize the name Bob Hickman. I'm sure the introduction to his video will ring a bell. God entered into my body like a body my same size. Yes, this guy who thinks God has entered his body and is doing weird things, making his penis burn, turned him into a big homosexual. Half the time he's recording, he's uh, down in his basement (laughs) completely naked because he's so hot. You know, because God's burning him from the inside out. Let's see what's happening with Bob this week. God entered into my body like a body my same size. Like me floating into you or you floating into me. Yes, that's what he says uh, at the beginning of every video. I'm working tomorrow. <clears throat> I've got a new name for God. <laughs> God is Nell. Nell, as in Tay in the way, Chicka Chicka Pay Pay, Jody Foster. The Pee Pee Man. Oh, what? <laughs> Nell the Pee Pee Man. The Pee Pee Man. He's always fondling me, caressing me, pulling at my... You might say, how does he do that? I feel electricity flowing, on it, flowing around it like an electric hand, grabbing at it, pulling at it, squeezing it, touching it. And I see the Lord in visions while all this goes on. I love the soundtrack to this video, by the way. It's rather fitting. God masturbates and molests me. And I'm gonna keep on loving you. It almost comes off as a romance between Bob Hickman and God. That electric hand grabbing at it, pulling at it, squeezing it, touching it. And I see the Lord in visions while all this goes on, laughing, telling me things like, I want that. God is the pee-pee man. You know, you've heard of the booger man, the buggy man, this man, that man. Now the pee-pee man is the one you have to worry about. That's ominous. Now, that video was uh, from a while ago. I looked at one of his most recent videos. It's even more disturbing. Uh, now, you may know if you follow Bob, the Bob Hickman saga, he is a truck driver. I'm assuming he was a truck driver before his mental break. But it appears he he's going to be getting behind the wheel again real soon. February 3rd. And I've got a job interview. It's to drive a forklift. Yeah. That's what we should be. We should be giving Bob Hickman some heavy machinery. He thinks God is inside of him and is burning and electrocuting his body from the inside out. Let's put him on a forklift. And uh, it doesn't pay like driving a truck does, but I'm seeing the Lord in visions. Yeah, you're still seeing visions. Okay, maybe it's a good idea that you uh, don't get behind the wheel of a Mack truck. And he's telling me to drive the truck. He's telling me you're a truck driver. And he's showing me visions of me driving the truck. Uh, reminding me. Don't listen to what God is telling you. 
He's the one that's playing with your pee-pee and sending electricity through your shaft. He's trying to trick you. He's trying to get you in trouble or hurt you. You stay put. Don't drive anything. I haven't driven now for about, oh, almost three months. So, what do I do? What do you think I should do? Tell me what to do. Go to a clinic and get your head checked out. Rocking. I gotta go. Because got the interview. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty much his most recent video, so I don't know if he got the job or not. For the sake of everyone else on that job site, I hope to God no. Interesting fact about Bob Hickman, he lives in Indianapolis, which is only two hours away from me here in Cincinnati. And even stranger, Lord Douche and I were uh, considering going to Indianapolis for something unrelated to Bob Hickman. It's not like we were going to go looking for him. But now, that might be a fun side project. And I know what you're saying. Well, how, how the hell can you find Bob Hickman in, in, a, in a city of like a million people or something? Uh, well, it's kind of easy considering he drives a minivan with the words, God entered my body like a body my same size on the side of his car. Then on the windows, it reads, God rips my face, mouth, does voices of devils, shoots in my mouth, uh, gum disease. Oh, he shoots gum disease in his mouth. Talks in dreams. God rips my mouth. If you want to check out his van, I've made it uh, the chapter artwork right now and also the featured image over there at distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. There you go. little Bob Hickman update for your Monday. I've got a very awkward video game live streamer clip for you. Are you familiar with the streamer Wings of Redemption? I don't know how tuned in to that world you are, but he's like, he looks like a typical streamer, one that you'd make fun of. He's overweight, he's disgusting, he blows snot rockets and shit. He does have a wife, though, and uh, <laughs> in this clip, he makes he makes her cry. Apparently, they're supposed to go to some event, and he decides he doesn't want to. He just wants to sit in front of his computer and uh, stream. <laughs> Nothing. That's his wife. What? What's happening, my love? Nothing. He just sort of stares at her, like, "Why are you still here? Go!" I'm streaming right now. You gonna get off at twelve still? No. Why? It's not. That was apparently the agreed upon time to stop streaming, so he can go. Uh, with his wife to wherever. I want to talk to you. Well, I'll, we'll talk when I'm done streaming. When will that be? I don't know. So you won't just kind of wait around? I, I, I texted you and said that I wasn't going to the thing that yeah, you Yeah, but you texted me 15 minutes before I should be getting ready. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe that was a little late. Might have been. I don't know. Can you not take like a five-minute break? No, because it it's going to be more than a five-minute conversation. Oh, I know how you women are. I know what a five-minute conversation means. It's a one-hour bitch fit. I think we need to go. No, I'm good. Okay, well, then you at least need to get off and talk to me. He just mouthed, oh, my Lord. She's like, you need to talk to me then. If you're not going to go, we need to discuss this. Can you please stop? Can you please stop? Please stop. I know this is an obvious question, but how are guys like this married? How does he stay married? It appears that he's giving 0% to this relationship. 
he's not a catch in any way, shape, or form. Doesn't look good. Doesn't really have a nice personality. I'm good with you shutting me up. Yeah, she said, uh, I'm not good with you shutting me up. And then she proceeds to cry. She's crying in the corner while he streams. The best he can do is muster a... (laughs) You have to listen very closely, but you can hear her crying in the background. This guy wanted more views to his stream. He should lower the video game audio and put a mic closer to his wife. (laughs) Eventually, he does end the stream. An hour later, he starts streaming again, uh, this time from their car. And uh, his wife is in the car, so I guess they're going to wherever she wanted to go. Bitch wins, right? All she had to do was cry for an hour and a half. <laughs> what they don't understand is my wife will cry at the change of bariatric pressure in the atmosphere. Barometric is the word he's looking for. Bariatric is the weight loss thing. And, you know, his wife's kind of overweight, too. She talks about it here. I'm going to admit it, y'all. I gained two pounds this week. You know why? Because I freaking fell in love with the Reese's Easter eggs. You didn't gain two pounds. So I gained two pounds. Oops. You didn't gain two pounds. So anyway, oops, I gained two pounds this week. (gasps) She's obviously still pissed off at him because she's just ignoring everything he's saying, even though he's kind of trying to be nice. He's like, no, you didn't gain two pounds, honey. Oh, no. You didn't gain two pounds. Anyway. Like, be real, just be realistic. Anyway, makes me want to do better now, even though I gained two pounds this week. You didn't gain two pounds. Like, you didn't take a poop. You have water weight. Your body fluctuates to a pound and a half to two pounds a day. I guess he's being supportive there, but his wife doesn't want to hear it. All right, uh, real quick, before we get into the news, I would like to introduce you all to a new Utard. She is known as the Vegan Teacher. And, you know, for a YouTube channel that is just supposed to be about vegan education... She sure does stray quite often, entering the realm of racism, a magical place that we here on Distorted View Daily have visited a few times. In this video, she is holding a a, a doll, like a, a black puppet doll, a little girl. Look at this beautiful child, beautiful eyes, beautiful smile, beautiful curly hair, beautiful skin. Look how adorable she is. What do you think about the idea of banning cruelty, but not words? Hmm. Can you think of some words right now that are banned? I think I know what word you're going for. What are they? What are some of the words that you're never allowed to write? And how did we get this way in society? Is banning words a good idea? When does it end? If we say we can't say the N-word... I knew that was the word she was thinking of. But then, people ban even saying the N-word. Then the N-word becomes the X-N-word. What? The N-word that used to be the other N-word. What? (laughs) And it never ends. It just goes on and on and on. She's losing me here. In the video, she says that, uh, you know, in a world of cancel culture, how can we teach snowflakes to weather the storm? And while I agree that we should never just ban a word, 
you have to admit, there are very few use cases for the N-word that aren't, you know, hurtful, I guess. What about other words? Or cruel. The F-word. Oh, I like that one. The C-word. Oh, wait, is that fag? I don't know what F-word you're referring to. Fag, cunt. C-word. The R-word. Retard. The S-word. When does Slut. it end when we start banning language? Is it a good idea, really? Or is it better to just reclaim words? This is where she really loses me here. It's it's when she decides that the N-word is going to have a new meaning. That have hurt us. Just not let them have any power. That's right. And so now the N-word is an acronym. Does this girl seem to you like she might be naturally intelligent, gorgeous, generous, exemplary, and radiant? What does the first letter in all those words spell out? Say it. You know you want to. You are itching to say that word. She looks like she could be that to me. She kind of is obsessed with race. She feels like slaughtered animals don't get as much attention as the black people who have been killed by cops. She recorded a video called I Can't Breathe in reference to Eric Garner, that uh, black guy who was unarmed, who, uh, you know, had his neck stepped on by police or whatever. But this is not about Eric Garner. I am a cow being sent to slaughter. It's about the real tragedy here in the United States. Cows being slaughtered. The description says all lives matter, including cows. All lives matter to those who live them. Please help them keep breathing. I am a cow being sent to slaughter. You've sealed your rope around my neck. I can't breathe. I am a pig thrown in this gas chamber, pleading for my freedom. I can't breathe. Kind of makes black people's problems seem kind of insignificant, right? All these pigs being sent to gas chambers. It's it's an animal holocaust. I am a chicken upside down. Your knife is sliced inside my windpipe. I can't breathe. Later on, the song just goes totally off the fucking rails. I am a Canadian woman with a protest sign. Your Auschwitz truck has run over me. I think she's talking about herself here because she is Canadian. I think at some point, a meat truck hit her on purpose. Maybe it was the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. All right, so there you go. Just a little bit from an annoying Canadian vegan. They're a dime a dozen, right? And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist and I've fucked up news right now. If you like the Distorted View Daily podcast, please consider supporting it. Step right up to the Sideshow DB's member site where you get full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this show for over 16 years. We started this in, what, December of 2004, so... There are thousands of past shows in the archives just for paying freaks. More importantly, though, every week I produce new exclusive shows just for Sideshow members, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. That's what we did last week, and I plan on doing it this week as well. That means if you want to catch tomorrow's episode of Distorted View Daily, you know what you got to do. Sign up right now, superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive. 
Only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Other ways to support the program, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash view, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. Thank you to all of my patrons, and of course, my Sideshow members. They are the reason this show continues. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, Papa John's is back in the news. Not the pizza chain, the real Papa John. The one who got fired for, like, being racist. He went on the OAN channel, which is problematic to begin with. Like, you know nothing good is coming of this interview. I've got a clip here. It is going to blow your fucking mind. Uh, The former CEO of Papa John's is assuring the public that he's been working on not using racist language. An effort that has apparently been ongoing for nearly two years. Papa John Schnatter. The Papa John's founder, who in 2018 stepped down as chairman after admitting that he used the N-word during a conference call. Like the, like a business setting. Isn't that crazy? Like when Dog the Bounty Hunter was canceled, it was because some personal phone calls were recorded and released. And in it, he used racist language. He used the N-word. He didn't say it on his television show. Could you imagine if Tim Cook got on the line during one of Apple's quarterly earnings calls and was like, uh, and iPad sales are up 20% year over year on account of a large percentage of the colors discovering the advantage of our ProRes Retina display. And the Negroes can't get enough of our Beats headphones. They like that loud thumping, uh, what they call it, Jababa music. And the wetbacks can't get enough of our new HomePod minis. Whoa! Yeah, so John Schnatter uttered the N-word during a conference call. Uh, He admitted that he used the N-word during the call, and he told One America News Network the pizza chain's board has painted him as a racist. Yeah, that's what happens when you let the N-word fly. I can't believe people thought I was a racist. He really seems shocked by that. I can't believe they they painted me as a racist when, quote, they know I'm not a racist. From there, Schnatter describes his goals, evidently including no longer saying racial slurs. Uh, Rather than me continuing to read this, let me just uh, play what John had to say for himself. Take me back to a few years ago when you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name. How did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines? Um, state of shock. Um, unbelievable. Um, I couldn't understand it. I, I mean, again, you have a public board that paints its chairman, uh, complicit, passive or active. They paint the founder as a racist. They know he's not a racist. It's just unbelievable. Again, you said the N word at a meeting, but okay. He's doing pretty good so far. In this interview. And I used to lay in bed just going, how did they do this? And we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh, N-word in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else. It's taken 20 months for you to get to a point where you can confidently say you're not going to slip up and say the N-word at a corporate retreat, board meeting, or conference call. Wow. John really put in the work here, freaks. Isn't that a bizarre thing to say in an interview like this? Figure out how they did. Wouldn't you just avoid saying anything about the N-word in an interview? Instead of, yeah, I've said it. 
I, I say it so much, I actually <laughs> had to work on not saying it. It took me 20 months. Man, he must be really proud of himself because now he's like he's scheduling uh, interviews with the news. Like, I'm back, baby. Figure out how they did this and get on with my life. If Papa John's would just say, hey, we got in a hurry. We didn't follow proper. Oh, he wants to be rehired by Papa John's. It's not going to happen, dude. You got to just start a new pizza chain if you want to remain in the pizza biz, because I don't think anyone is going to hire you. Schnatter stepped down as Papa John's chair after Forbes reported that he used the N-word on a conference call that had been designed as a role-playing exercise for Schnatter in an effort to prevent future public relations snafus. Whoops. He apologized at the time, saying, Racism has no place in our society. It does have a large place inside my brain, though. Shortly after, though, Schnatter said he resigned because the board asked him to without apparently doing any investigation and that he now regrets doing so. Later, Schnatter would vow that a day of reckoning would come in a bizarre 2019 interview in which he also famously declared that he's eaten over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. I don't think you're going to ever become Papa John's CEO again, but you might be able to win some county fair eating contests. Try your hand at hot dogs. Might work out for you. All right, second story we have for you to John. Well, you know, Burger King's heart was in the right place. Execution-wise, they kind of fucked up. Burger King's attempt to highlight gender disparity in the restaurant industry with a provocative tweet appears to have backfired. Who would have guessed? On Monday, which just happens to be International Women's Day, the Twitter account for Burger King UK tweeted, Women belong in the kitchen. I am a woman, hear me roll. In numbers too big to ignore. Cut that bitch out! Too much to go back and pretend. She spilled my coffee. I'm sorry, sir. You fucking bitch. I'll bring a little coffee. How do you like that? Yes, I want. Laughing taffy. Laughing taffy, ho. Laughing taffy, bitch. Happy International Women's Day to you. Uh, so, yes, the the tweet read, uh, women belong in the kitchen. Then, after a few minutes, there were some subsequent tweets. The next tweet read, if they want to, of course. And then, yet only 20% of chefs are women. We're on a mission to change the gender ratio in the restaurant industry by empowering female employees with the opportunity to pursue a culinary career. The chain then highlighted its new scholarship program for female employees to pursue their culinary dreams. But later in the day, Burger King UK, before deleting the tweet, tweeted an apology. We got our initial tweet wrong and we're sorry. Our aim was to draw attention to the fact that only 20% of professional chefs in the UK kitchens are women. Well, now I know that, right? I didn't know that beforehand. I I say mission accomplished. Good job, BK. The initial tweet which, again, read, Women Belong in the Kitchen, and you can check it out. It's the chapter artwork right now. Uh, left Twitter users grilling the fast food chain. Please don't use sexism as clickbait. Why not? It was effective. Honestly, I don't pay much attention to Burger King's Twitter accounts. I don't tend to read their stuff, but this one stood out, right? People were talking about it, so I went through the thread, and then I learned a thing or two about female chefs. 
Then some stupid bitch, a stupid bitch tweeting on International Women's Day. Becca, Becca tweeted, look, this is proof that this all could have been in one tweet. It could all fit. And then she wrote out all the stuff that Burger, uh, Burger King wrote out in their subsequent tweets about, you know, women belong in the kitchen if they want to, of course. Yet only 20% of chefs are women, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't work all in one tweet. You want that first provocative tweet to get people's attention. Chloe, unicorn of snark, says there's better ways to draw attention to something that don't include using the most sexist trope ever. Kira says this is such a weird tweet. How did this get through the higher ups? I would, you know, if I were Burger King, I'd be like, you know what? That's okay, ladies. We'll just stop this little scholarship program thing. We'll take down the tweet and your free college money, you stupid twats, making us feel bad about our genius tweet. Burger King uh, tweeted, we hear you. We will do better next time. Subsequently, the account deleted the original tweet, too, saying it was brought to our attention that there were abusive comments in the thread. Oh, why didn't I see those? Uh, And we don't want to leave the space open for that. Sure enough, there are a lot of people apparently supporting Burger King's first tweet. Yeah, women do belong in the kitchen. Right on, Burger King. Your food is still trash, but that's why we need women in the kitchen. So we don't have to resort to eating your shitty tasting food. Final story we have for you today. This is a short one. A new study finds that billions of insects are accidentally having gay sex. (laughs) Wow. Now there's no excuse for you guys not to try it. Just chalk it up to being an accident. I, you know, I didn't even know this was a dude. It works for insects. According to The Independent, a study published in the Journal of Behavioral Ecology and Sociobiology finds that 85% of male insects mate with other male insects because they do not take the time to find out about their mate's gender. I'm not trying to convert all you guys to homos, but think about how much more sex y'all can be having if you'd follow in the insect's footsteps. Don't even worry about their gender. It's not even so much that they're worrying about it. They just don't take the time to find out. They're just like, let's have sex. Screaming it over and over until someone says yes. Have sex with me. Have sex. Have sex. First person that says yes has a dick in their hole. Which hole? Whichever one. Insects and spiders mate quick and dirty. That's according to pervert doctor Enon Scharf of Tel Aviv University. The cost of taking the time to identify the gender of mates or the cost of hesitation appears to be greater than the cost of making mm, some mistakes. Scharf teamed up with Dr. Oliver Martin of UTH Zurich University to review past studies of 110 different types of species of male insects. It's unclear what role evolution plays in this curious situation, the authors said in the study. Like heterosexual behavior, it takes time and energy and can be dangerous and lacks the potential payoff of procreation. The researchers believe that the reason male insects engage in gay sex is because the male insects carry pheromones after mating with females, drawing attraction from other males. Oh my God, do you mean if I purchase some of that uh, pussy cologne, that vulva perfume, I can trick guys into having sex with me because they'll smell cunt on my neck or wherever I spray it? I'm going to spray vulva right on my asshole. 
<laughs> from from dick to taint to butthole. That's where the vulva's going. Homosexual behavior may be... Uh, oh, oh. That's, this is a hard one for me. This is a word I've never said before. Ge genomically linked? You know, like the genome. Uh, to, <laughs> to being more active, a better forager, or a better competitor, Sharp said. So even though misidentifying mates isn't a desirable trait, speak for yourself, it's part of a package of traits that leave the insect better adapted overall. You win some, you lose some. Sometimes you accidentally fuck another male spider. The upside is you still got your little spider cock off. Still felt good, right, Spidey? All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. Our voicemail line for you at 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media, at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. Great time to check that out. Lots of activity going on in there. They do watch parties, and they have interesting chats, and, you know, they share a bunch of weird, disgusting stuff like-minded assholes. If you like Distorted View Daily, you'll like what's going on in the Discord. Alright, let's check in with a few freaks first up. A patron. Hey, Tim. This is Vigo. Uh, about Ziggo. what part of the show we like the most, um, I just wanted to call and say that I really do like the voicemail section, because uh, a lot of people, well, not, not that many, but too many to um, mildly annoy me, have called in uh, to say that they skip the voicemail section or really yeah. don't like it for some reason. Uh, well, uh, more power to them because it's in the end easy to skip. True. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like listening to my friends, people I love, uh, but also stories from strangers, like-minded strangers. It's always nice to hear. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to say that. Bye-bye. So a lot of times there's uh, some good stuff happening on in the in, in the voicemail segment. Sometimes I sing, for instance. I don't know if that would be a good example of good things happening in the voicemail segment, but if you're skipping it, then uh, you, you know you're missing out on some stuff. True. Hey, it's Sideshow member TJ from Chicago. Longtime listener, TJ from Chicago. Um, Like you, I am also a really big fucking nerd. And as evidence of that, um, for the past like 30 minutes or so. Sounds like we should be having gay spider sex. I've been on YouTube looking up like infomercials from the, for those like shitty 90s CD compilations. <gasps> like, yes, that's a good thing to look up monster ballads and fucking yeah. shit like that and one of the ones i was watching uh was pure moods oh we've talked about pure moods on the show that really fucking awful yes. compilation of like terror i remember the pure moods uh commercial because it uh, they featured tubular bells Old new age bullshit and and uh and enya and an enigma the reason why i'm calling in the voicemail and bringing this up is because at the very end of the infomercial, I don't know what the name of the song is called, but one of the songs that is on that Pure Mood CD is the is the fucking song you use as the background music for your little shit dildo. Yep. You're absolutely right. Um, Candy, uh, what's it called? Candy, I don't know what thing, it is. Hold on. Do, 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 yep. do, I don't know. But, but I heard the song and I'm like, I fucking burst out laughing. The song is all I could think about after hearing just like, after like two seconds of hearing that song is just you saying, shit dildo, shit dildo. <laughs> yeah, it's this song. It's called Lily Was Here. It's very sensual, I think. Yeah. 
song is like four minutes long. There's sax and everything. We can get to a little bit of it here. It's a great instrumental. I couldn't find a better song. Right. Oh, here it comes. Ready? <laughs> it's a little call and response type thing. You know what I mean? Great song. Use it the next time you want uh, things to get a little, little hot, a little steamy. Hi, Tim. Sideshow member and patron here. To answer your question at the start of the year about what keeps people listening to DV, uh, for my part, one of the, my favorite things is the little audio bits that you kind of keep around uh, in the archive and pepper in. Like for years and years. The uh, do 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 and like the uh, Nanner Pussy song. Oh. I, I love that you keep those in reserve Nanner and just, uh, bring them out every so often to refresh our memories I and our enjoyment. Out, I also love uh, your semi-original bits uh, that you pre-script, like uh, Leanne Paisley Howell oh. and uh, insensitive reenactments and uh, the like. I don't do nearly enough insensitive reenactments. I, you know, I keep uh, threatening to bring those back on a more regular basis. And finally, uh, when you uh, do your own... I think we've done one this year so far. ...songs with your voice of an oh, angel. Oh, my songs! Now, yes. your karaoke is questionable at best, but when you do stuff like uh, Sitting on My Fist, that was uh, Clay Magnifique. <laughs> That is one of Senior. my favorites I've ever oh, done. Oh, wait, that was uh, two different languages there, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, one thing maybe I could do without is uh, the ongoing uh, recurrence of the Florida, the most fucked up state audio. Oh, really? It's a long-running bit. I understand a lot of folks would hate to see it go away. Um, and I'm not from Florida. I don't give a shit. And honestly, most of those news stories are pretty funny. But uh, maybe it's time just to retire that audio and just kind of make fun of florida because well you just don't like the intro that i play it's florida hmm. just one dude's opinion all maybe right maybe i can get some new florida intros for you or he just he maybe he just doesn't want he doesn't want florida getting any special treatment no special jingles for florida how do you feel about japan and uh, the, the china jingles that i play or stingers or whatever i'd love your feedback on that all right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Watch you guys email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. Is it oh god The PP man. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow's podcast is going to be a Sideshow exclusive one. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up right now superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody! You're gay and on a date, let me stimulate your prostate. Twist that wrist when you're sitting on my fist. Different types of lubricant, water based and spit right where he shits. Sitting on my fist. Woozy from the pompers in a stew pan. Now my feeling in your blown out pooper. It's a trooper. Call a good 
kiss Cause I think I may have felt an anal cyst When you were sitting on my fist I think you may have taken a poo Yes, I smell that number two Digging out that chimney coal I lost my watch deep in your hole Punch, fuck that rectal wall Reach around and grab my balls Arm covered in slime What a fun gay old time If you're gay and on a date Let me stimulate your prostate Twist that wrist Sitting on my fist Different types of lubricant, water-based silicone, and spit right where he shits. Sitting on my fist. Oh, is it from the poppers in a stupor? Now my feeling in your brown and pooper. It's a drooper. Call a good proctologist, cause I think I felt it. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrub Media Group. Learn more at scrub.net.